With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of nerves whenever you're playing any game. Um, but for me, I- I'm enjoying it. Um, the best thing about this team is that we have fun uh, no matter what the stage is, no matter where we're playing. And I think having that, that mentality is let, let us play loose, let us go out there and just be who we are. And uh, I'm just going to treat it like any other game week and uh, get there and try to just go out there and have fun. He's a, he's a great kid, first of all. And so you're getting a, guy, a kid that grew up in a locker room, so he's got a feel for that. He um, understands the, the leadership role that he's been, been asked to, or put in you know, by position and uh, how important that is. Come on! Football! Football! Gentlemen, happy Super Bowl weekend. Oh, buddy. It is upon us. Oh, man. It's 4 o'clock on a Friday. It's, Let's it's, go. It's the, it's the it's weekend Super for Bowl everyone weekend. else. It's officially Super Bowl weekend. And later on, the Mackie and Jeb with Rami audience has not yet heard Rami's official food spread. You heard the game plan yesterday. You didn't hear the specifics. I, I have I have my game script. The first 15 plays are scripted. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is, is, is there a couple bathroom breaks in there, too? It's all scripted? set to go. Well, I mean, yeah. that's Or do you go off script for the bathroom breaks? That's the those net, audibles. That's How much does that take you through, then? That's the circle of life, Phil. <laughs> you have the food spread and then bathroom breaks. So if, yeah. if the first 15 plays are scripted, what, what does that the take us thing. through? That's the whole thing. The whole, I, the whole thing it doesn't like fall out. apart in the second half, right? Once oh, no. The script is no, out, I told you guys the yesterday. Food starts the, food, the food comes out in accordance with the timing of the game. And you do realize what this Sunday means, right? What is that? It means we are one weekend closer to the start of the XFL as well. Oh, that's dude, that it's, very yeah, true. For sure. Boys, this I'm, is, I'm almost more excited for that. This is going to be a great Super Bowl. Give, but Okay, I'm going to give you some dates here. Feb 8 is Saturday, Feb 8. You want to do a watch party? That's next Saturday. Since Rami doesn't invite any of his coworkers over yeah, for the Super yeah. Bowl party, how about we, how about I host a watch party for the XFL week one? Who's we'll invite some listeners over. Who's cooking? If I invite you guys over, <laughs> will you come? Jonathan lives in a different state. He's not really involved. If I invited you guys over to, for the Super Bowl, Try would you come? Not, <laughs> not for the Super Bowl, because I need to be I, I need to be tunnel vision. I would like to have the opportunity to turn you down. Okay. Yes, you're, Judd, you're invited. I can't make it to <laughs> Jonathan? 
Nah, I, I got plans, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, there it was. Declan is coming. I invited Derek. I don't know if he took me up on it or not. Oh, you guys are... Invite, you guys, wait, did Derek, did Derek, wait, how do you not know? Did Derek know that the Super Bowl was this Sunday? Yes, Baseball did. guy yeah. Derek, did Derek he know? Derek is actually big on the Super Bowl. I found that out today on Score North Live. Weekdays, noon to two. It's me and a rotating how, panel of Score North wait, personalities wait, as my co-host. Wait, Go wait, and listen wait. to it on the Score North app. Wait. How you invited him and you don't know if he's coming? How does this work? He, I don't, I was, I'm not sure if he was serious or not. He said there was some kind of soccer game that was going on. That's, That's in a the big morning. Deal. Yeah, he said he was going to go watch that in the morning, and it's kind of in my neighborhood, and he'll swing by afterwards. But a lot of football. That's I couldn't tell. Football. If he, I couldn't tell if he was serious or not. That soccer game starts at ten. He's probably the in the hallway. Doesn't start till five. Oh, don't come over to my house. How long is the soccer game? It's two hours. Yeah, don't come over to my house at noon. Wetmore. No, no, no. He's not going to. Okay. Yeah, don't. That's way too early. Way I think it'd be early. hilarious if Wetmore just showed up at noon, just sits just down, hangs around. starts crunching on a... I'm in my pajamas, nap, yeah. I love the fact you don't know if, if he's going to make it or not. I mean, there's time to figure it out. Yeah. I'll text him. So, right. so okay. Rami's going to unveil his Super Bowl spread later on in the show. That'll be in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm really excited about that. As part of our Friday fun day here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But it's Super Bowl weekend. People, you're, you're getting off work right now. You're excited for the Super Bowl. We are also excited for the Super Bowl. And so we figured we'd open up the show with some questions... Of importance mm. in and around the Super Bowl. Mm. All right? All right. Super Bowl questions of importance. Right, so if we could if we could cue up a little bit of NFL Films music here, I'm gonna throw out some questions to you guys. And let's just go around the room and let's let's answer some of these let's questions. Let's go, let's football. All right. Oh man. Who's gonna win and who do you want to win on Sunday? I think the answer to both is the same, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to see Pat Mahomes get his ring. Just get that out of the way early so we don't have to wonder how great a quarterback he is. I don't do it, but everybody else does when we have the quarterback conversation. If you have no rings or one ring, are you really that great? Yeah, but people aren't going to give you credit for being that great. So let Patrick Mahomes get this one out of the way. Establish the greatness. Go on to put up the ridiculous numbers he's going to put up, whether or not he ever gets back to another Super Bowl. And Andy Reid is just fun. He's just a big, fat, fun guy who loves cheeseburgers and greasy food. And he's the, cool, he's the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, I love. Oh, yeah. I, I just love Andy Reid, so that's that's who I'm going for. So I want the Chiefs to win. I've been saying the Chiefs are going to win, but I've changed my mind. Oh. Too many people are saying the Chiefs are going to win. So I'm saying San Francisco is going to win, but I want Kansas City to win. So I'm I like in, Mahomes. I like Reed. But too many people are on the Chiefs bandwagon. I'm in lockstep with Judd here. I want the Chiefs to win for all of the reasons. Like Andy Reed, I want Andy Reed to win. I tend to root for greatness, too. I tend to root. A lot of people root against LeBron getting championships and Kobe back in the day. If a guy is on a trajectory to set a new bar and Pat Mahomes might be on that trajectory, I root for that guy to rack up Tom Brady rings. But I think this kind of reminds me a little bit of that Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl when the Broncos went in with the best offense in the NFL. and Later on, the Broncos came back a couple years later and then they, you know, they brought a defensive formula and a broken down Peyton Manning. They won the Super Bowl, but the Broncos offense against the Seahawks defense, and it was not close. That was actually the Super Bowl right before Mackie and Judd launched as a show six, seven years ago. Yep. And so, I I mean, I wouldn't be shocked either way, but I almost feel like San Francisco has been spending two weeks preparing for slowing down Pat Mahomes, and Pat Mahomes is just going to have to be a superhero in that game, and he's capable of doing that. But I'm confident that the thing I'm most rooting for is going to happen, and that's just a good competitive football game. I, I I don't see a blowout in this thing one way or the other. I think we're going to have a game that's close, that's interesting, that will hold our interest, will keep me entertained and awake despite all the food I'm going to eat. And last year stunk, so it's not going to be hard to yeah. exceed last year. Yeah, can we can we just 
can we hit? Can we get close to the over? I guess unlike last year, when I want to say the final score was like thirteen to ten or something. I think you're right, ten yeah. to nine. Something. The ridiculous. problem is going to be if Garoppolo struggles and San Francisco can't run the ball. That would be the problem. Super Bowl questions of importance. All right, on the subject of Pat Mahomes, what will we be saying about Pat Mahomes twenty years from now? What will be the what will be the the newspaper headline if newspapers exist in twenty years? What what will be the main statement above Pat Mahomes in twenty years from now? I don't know that it will only be specific to him, but I think this generation of quarterbacks that we're starting to see will be lumped together in a positive way. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson before them, and these guys who took the position to a different place. And they weren't drop-back passers. They were drop-back passers if they needed to be, but they also could run the ball. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the generation of quarterbacks and the greatness we're seeing. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about the GOAT. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to guarantee that, but I said this about Aaron Rodgers at the height of his powers. I've never seen anybody play the quarterback position at the level that Patrick Mahomes is doing it at right now. When you talk about the the arm talent, the precision, the decision-making, the athleticism, the improvising, nobody has played quarterback the way that Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback. And if he continues to do this, whether he wins this ring tomorrow or not, whether he wins another one down the road or not, if the dude continues to play this game at this level, or the scary, the scariest scenario even gets better because it's only his second year as a starter in the yeah. NFL, we may be talking about the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen. I think that's entirely possible. Wouldn't guarantee it, but I think it's entirely possible. I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna depend a lot on how many championships he can rack up in in the in the two decades if he stays healthy. You know, Tom Brady was this combination of fierce competitor and. And great as a leader and as just a guy who can, a field general who can survey a defense and understand what they're going to do, and also had the great infrastructure of ownership, head coach, slash front office, and some great Hall of Fame caliber players around him, too. But I I honestly think we're going to be saying in 20 years from now that Pat Mahomes is on the same level as Tom Brady. I think the debate in 20 years will be much like we talk about LeBron and Michael Jordan, who's the greatest? You can go back and forth. I think I think it's going to be the same debate. Is it Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady? And one generation is going to say Tom Brady, and the new generation is going to say Pat Mahomes. And poor Mitch Trubisky, because they'll still be writing stories about him then. <laughs> I love how you had to take that dig at Rowdy. I don't know why we have to, is this a Chicago sports talk station where we talk about Mitch Trubisky more than anybody? Because he was taken third happened? overall in that draft? It's because you're on the show. Oh, that's... Well, and he, they are going to write the stories about him. Well, then I'm kind of flattered. Mitch is going to be fat on the couch, and they're going to find him and be like, Mitch, uh, talk about Pat Mahomes. Yeah, can you talk, talk about, about Sean Watson being terrible and out of the league after five or six years? Yeah. Uh, can you talk about being the next Christian Ponder? It'd be great. But to what Rami was saying about Mahomes, the scary thing is when you're only in the league for two years, you do not have the read on defenses and the ability to process that you will in five years from now or ten years from now. So can can he gain more mental uh, processing ability? <laughs> and he's great at it right now, but can he get to a point in five years where he still has the same athletic abilities and five more years of experience slowing down and processing defenses. Like that's the scary sweet spot for Mahomes. There's no way he comprehends defenses the same way he will in five years from now. And look at Wilson right now. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. And he can those guys can single handedly win games. 
They can basically do it, not completely by themselves, but as close as you could possibly get. The other thing, too, is he might sign a contract for $40 million a year at some point, and then the Chiefs are going to have to find a way to mold a roster and, around that. And then they have no cap room left. Yeah. So no defense whatsoever. That's a thing that's going to happen, too, at some point. Questions of importance. All right, Super Bowl question of importance number three here for you guys. If the Chiefs win on Sunday... How will it change your opinion, and how will it change the general opinion and perception of Andy Reid as an NFL head coach in the in the history and yeah. the pantheon of NFL head coaches? I think it'll be huge, right? Because the, he is, as we talked about today on Score North Live, he's a great, right now, regular season coach. He's never had, basically, much playoff success, mm-hmm. and certainly not... Super Bowl success and going into this game on Sunday right now, his great he is known as the guy who coached the quarterback who threw up in the huddle in a Super Bowl. So if he wins this game, I think it shifts Reed from being this really well respected offensive mind and great coach to oh boy. I mean, if he gets one or two Super Bowls, he's gotta be top five, right? I think he's already I mean, I was actually trying to compile my list of great coaches of my lifetime and where he would rank. He's probably around five for me right now, and that, and I try not to play the game of you know placing as much importance on a Super Bowl as most other people do. Whether we're talking about quarterbacks or whether we're talking about coaches, it's one game. It's one game in a long resume in a huge sample size. Who has been as consistently successful? But it's but it's getting as there. Andy Reid. But it's getting there. That's the thing is getting there. It's not. It's not just did you win the game. It's did you get there. And this is what this is the second one he's this been to. This is the second one, right? But he's he was in Philadelphia what ninety nine to two thousand and thirteen or so. And I think they made three or four NFC championships when he was mm-hmm. the coach of the Eagles. They so. go to the playoffs every year as the coach of the Chiefs. Who else has been as consistently successful? As a head coach in this league, over that long a span is Andy Reid. It's Bill Belichick and who else? Yeah, in this in this generation, it's Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, right? I mean, Pete Carroll's kind of on his way. Pete Carroll at Pete Carroll's third act as a head coach because he still his record is still bogged down by we, some mediocre. Should we start this with stuff. Bill Walsh because Wal- Walsh uh, begat Holmgren, who begat the tree that Reid comes off of? Sure. So let's start it with Bill Walsh. How long Walsh Walsh didn't have. Andy Reid has coached longer yes. than Bill Walsh, yeah. right? Yeah, Bill Walsh was the Niners head coach from what? Late late 70s, I think 79 or 80 until 90 basically. But I think if we start with Walsh, Walsh above Reid to me, Belichick for sure, and then it probably gets dicey. Then you have to kind of figure out what, you know, what to do with Bill Parcells and what to do yeah, with that's but a good that one. but that's the Tom Landry, right? In Mike fact, Holmgren? I, see, Andy Reid and Mike Holmgren I think are they're kind of in a similar bit. Like Andy Reid, I just pulled the list up here. Andy Reid is seventh all time in regular season wins, yes. behind only Don Shula, George Hallis, Bill Belichick, yep. Tom Landry, yep. Curly Lambeau, Paul Brown. Go well, Curly, you can't don't. And then you don't get to Andy Reid. Okay? And Curly Lambeau, by the way, racked those wins up between 1921 and 1953. The, the, the Duluth Eskimos were a juggernaut. <laughs> I won't have you disparaging the Eskimos. Pre Super Bowl era, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think? <laughs> I mean, Vince Lombardi has to be on this list too. But these are—it's it's right, so hard I'm, to compare. I'm to trying to eras. put them into eras. Okay. I, I think it's fair to start with Walsh and that era, right? Okay, Parcells. So I'm I'm saying, where would Reed? So like Tom Landry would be more like 70s, even so, though he coached yes. into the 80s. So who who are Reed's contemporaries? I think it's fair to say maybe start with the coaching tree. So Walsh, Parcells, Don Shula. 
coached into the mid nineties, but his glory yeah. was like late sixties, seventies, right? But anyway, it puts him around the top five. So, if, so here's the thing. So Andy Reid, I think it does too. We're I think in the top five. It solidifies it solidifies everything he's done for twenty years, and he's he's only six wins behind Paul Brown, and he's only nineteen wins behind Curly Lambeau. So it's likely in the next two years he's going to move into fifth all time in wins, and then if he has a Super Bowl on top of it, it's hard to hard to rule against him. I think he's top five. Win or lose Sunday, he's a top five coach of my lifetime. I think I think he, I can't um, say all time, but of my lifetime. I think he needs a top su- I think he needs a Super Bowl to officially be top five, even in in like the last forty years. All right. Like to not have that to not have a Super Bowl makes it hard for me. But hey, this is your I mean, this is you got maybe the greatest quarterback talent of all time and you've got a roster and but you helped draft him too, so. so good for you all on right. that. Super Bowl questions of importance. Look at got plenty questions. more for you. Yeah, yeah was, this could go all show. Got a time. I mean, honestly, I've got a full stack of questions here for you guys, and they're all very important. I see the questions. I was just no. There's even more. You know, playing. I thought they were just take, the taken from you from score. No, this is just this is just a sampling on this oh, prep sheet. Oh, wow. I thought they, no, were they just run deeper off. than this. Oh, wow. No. Wow. No, this is this, this runs deep. Your list of Super Bowl questions of importance is longer than my than the than my menu for the Super Bowl. This is impressive. Well, I'm impressed. Not last year's. No, not last Because year. your gal insisted on too much last year, and you blamed her. <laughs> she wasn't pleased. Well, she shouldn't have been. Well, yeah. no, duh. You been, you finger pointing like that. Man, it was her fault. Called her out on radio. I mean, yeah, how it? was that conversation when you got home? She didn't find out about it till today. How'd she find out? I told her. <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, wait, I thought she listened. That's, that's probably the best She used way to, to listen all the time. She wasn't listening yesterday. She used to listen all she's the time. T- she's probably listening now. Jonathan, watch, watch the phone. She's probably listening right now. So she had no idea you called her out, and then you just decided to offer up this information? Yeah, I kind of did. Never Rami's fault. Because we were talking about the Super Bowl spread, and I said it, it got out of control last year, and I it was your fault, and I said that on the air yesterday. Wow. I have so many questions. Why would yeah, you do that? Yeah, you, you could hear the bus <laughs> running over her and then backing over her. No offense, Rami, but are you some kind of stupid to offer that up? <laughs> yeah, he abducted. He abducted entirely. And you got away from the crime. Up. I believe in transparency, Jonathan. <sighs> transparency and openness. Super Bowl questions of importance. <laughs> Transparency and throwing each other under the yes. bus. <laughs> you say good. In a hilarious and timely fashion. Yes. Gentlemen, uh, is is the Super Bowl your favorite sporting event? Yeah. It's not only my favorite sporting event. Judd actually like bristled at that question. No, it's not, what? I'm not even close to my favorite. It's not, not, even, we're even, not even close to your favorite. It's not even close to my favorite. I have football games that I like more. What? Well, go ahead. What? It's not only my favorite sporting event. It is my it has become my favorite pop culture event, period. Period. Because we, okay. don't, we don't have this anymore. I talked with Derek about this on Score North Live today. I'm not going to do the whole plug all over again. But it is weekdays, noon to two. <laughs> and we don't, we don't have any communal experiences anymore as a society. You guys are both old enough, I think, to remember a time where TV shows were on one channel at one time. And we all watched them, and then we all went to work or went to school the next Phil, day. Phil's not going to and talked no, about it. We used do to. You? So, I, I in the mid nineties, yep. I remember we would gather around with our little tray tables for dinner. Going to have our little chicken pot pies as a family, mm-hmm. and we would watch ER at eight o'clock on Thursday nights or whatever night it was on Channel Five. I mean, it was still a thing in, in the nineteen nineties for sure. And 
Now we don't have that anymore because of all the streaming services and all the convenience. If we can all watch anything we want, whenever we want, which is great. It's convenient, and I love it as a TV <laughs> addict. But at the same time, we don't have that experience anymore. The Super Bowl is the one thing that everybody watches for one reason or another, whether it's the, the, the football or the halftime show or the commercials or just not to feel left out. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that we all watch and we all talk about. Nobody's worried about spoilers. Nobody's worried about offending anybody. It's all just fun and lighthearted and communal, and we all have that experience together, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And the food. The food is great. I'll take uh, the playoffs before the Super Bowl. I like the playoff weekends because there's more games on. I, I would I actually, I could hear you on like, all right, if you're going to watch four football games over the course of yeah, two days. I like that more. I could I could listen to I that to I don't enjoy waiting until, what? what is it, 518 for the kickoff? I don't enjoy that. So you're holding the waiting <laughs> over the, the actual events. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but I don't love it. It's not my favorite. No. No, I like... What's it. your power ranking then? Where does the Super Bowl fall in your... Sporting event. Oh, this is a segment within a segment. Mm-hmm. Just oh, power boy. I gotta, I gotta give this some thought. Do um, we have Manny? Is Manny still in the building to say I think he, John's I think he's big already. game power rankings? I just did it. I guess. Yeah. No. Good job. Thank you. Explosion sound. Good job. Um, I probably put it. I probably put it four, three, or four. Wow. I, I probably, wow. Man. There's certain. Wow. There's just. It's just not. I don't know. You gotta wait too long for it. It can you don't be miss that anymore. No, you don't here's miss the problem. Thing. No, and here's the problem. So too. you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? <laughs> here's the problem, Peter. If the game is like last year, it's a tremendous buzz kill because you waited all day for Jared Goff to choke. But that doesn't happen. I, f- I feel like we've had a lot of great Super Bowls we, the last like ten or have. fifteen years, haven't we? we? Have but I the like, one here two years it ago was, fantastic. was incredible. It was fantastic. But I said three or four. I mean, it's still it's still probably mm-hmm. top five, but it's not my favorite thing. No, Dude, I, the, I, no I, I like more. I like more games, and I've always contended that the playoffs in football to me are more fun because more weird stuff happens. The Super Bowl is just, and I don't really enjoy the halftime show. Halftime's too long. It's like college football. Sports Dad is coming it, out. In it's like college full football. Right now. Get the bands off the field, okay? Let's play. He's morphed into sports grandpa here. Get off my lawn! Uh, and I'm battling a cold. And I'm about to lose my voice, and then and and then um, the robotic Judd can take over for me. Yeah, the, can great. we queue up the Juddbot three thousand for yeah. the five o'clock hour? I think we're headed in that direction. I'd like to hear here. some wild takes. I haven't heard him on wild <laughs> takes in quite a while. Actually, yeah, Jonathan, let's queue up the Juddbot three thousand for for later in the show. Okay. Uh, the reason I like the Super Bowl more than any other, and I, you could you could twist my arm and say like. Day one of March Madness as a as a full day, but when we're talking about just one sporting event or one game, I love the fact that starting at basically five. When, when do the commercials st- like really start heating up? Probably like the, the commercial break right before the game starts. Yeah, like five o'clock. So five o'clock from five o'clock until like nine or nine thirty. Like when Kurt Menefee says, "Joe Buck and Troy Aikman coming up next from Miami with Super Bowl Fifty Four. That that's when the com- yeah. that, that first commercial break, and then we get to good. see Troy Aikman just like rubbing his man hands together with his Super Bowl rings and like analyzing. Well, you got to wait for him because he says, "I'm Joe Buck, Troy Aikman." In a moment, and then Troy. I don't think Troy slides in, but then they pan. No, wait, he guys, actually parachutes in from the top. Is what Troy Aikman just casual Troy. You know, it's casual Troy Aikman in the booth. No, no, no. Suit, no suit and coat. Really? Lately, he's just been going with like a nice, like fleece hoodie and a winter jacket oh. over top. Oh, interesting. I'm wondering for the Super Bowl, cool. do we get do we get casual? Do we get casual Troy, or for Super Bowl does formal Troy show up? I feel like formal Troy ties a, a, a tie knot as thick and as tight <laughs> as anyone on TV. You guys ever noticed that? Is that trendy formal, again now? Formal Troy. I don't know how he Is does that it. Back? 
I don't know. The, the wins are not. That's, Michael Irvin does it too on yeah, NFL yeah. Network. Yeah, that's yeah. a look. I think it's a Cowboys thing. That's a lifestyle, man. I mean, it is a yeah. sailor knot. Yeah, all tough. up in his glorious I, man job. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> He's a good-looking guy. What can I say? His okay? what? His glorious man jaw. <laughs> He's got that quarterback man. jaw. Since we're talking about how Troy Aikman Aikman looks, have you noticed he and Jay Z are twins? What? Troy Aikman and Jay Z, twin. Google it right now. Google Troy Aikman Jay Z. Hit images, and I'm telling you, this is a thing. Yep, this is a thing. I'm not the only one who's seen this. When I type, oh my god, when I when I when I type in Troy Aikman Jay Z, it autofills with lookalike. See, they're the same dude. They're the same wow. dude. Crash my internet. That's amazing. But Are you looking at the one where they split their face down the middle and put them together? Yeah. Are you looking at it that? Is, it's yeah. amazing. Can you tweet that out to the audience? I can tweet that out to That's the audience. That's amazing. Hold sure. on. Type in what? Troy Aikman. Troy, Troy Aikman, Jay-Z. It'll autofill with lookalike, right. and there's a ton of different photos. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> their faces are exactly <laughs> symmetrical. <laughs> Who realizes this? Super Bowl questions I'm, of importance. I love these. Somebody their faces together. <laughs> yes. It's true. How about the one with the Yankee hat on Aikman's head? How is that possible? <laughs> that is glorious. That is glorious. Wow. But what, but from the moment where, oh. where, where Troy Aikman slash Jay-Z comes in and starts the broadcast... You get basically, and then all the way through the post game like trophy presentation, you get like four and a half or five straight hours of you don't want to get up from the TV because the game is usually compelling, and the commercials are compelling. So it's the only it's the only sporting event where I will sit there for five straight hours and I won't want to leave my seat. I will feel sure. bad about going to the bathroom and like missing a commercial. So, commercial wise, so far, how many have been put out uh, on the internet? Well, there was a PETA one that got Xnade. That's so ridiculous. Did you guys see that? No. Did, what did you watch the PETA one? Is that, no. I'm trying to think if we can play that for radio. Or it doesn't do anything it's, for it's radio. It's mostly a visual. But so, they said no? Yeah, the NFL. Yeah, the, N- the NFL. This is like the second or third year in a row that PETA has intentionally put in an ad that they knew the NFL would reject just to get the publicity that sure. the NFL rejected this ad. So it's a minute. It's actually genius, by the way. It's a minute of, um, I'm trying to find it right now. Can't find the exact tweet, but it's a minute of animals and various creatures of the wild uh, kneeling, okay. a la Colin Kaepernick. Oh, all right, yeah, including a snake. A snake kneeled. Snakes guys. don't have joints. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so it's a minute of animals and creatures of the wild <laughs> kneeling, and then at the end it says something like "respect is equality for all our creatures." Something they they basically try to co-op the Colin Kaepernick movement of equality and social justice and include animals in it. Here, I just found the tweet. Respect is the right of every living being. Hashtag end speciesism. Mm. And there's a snake kneeling. And there's a snake kneeling at some point in this minute-long commercial. Mm. Yeah. Good for PETA. Good for PETA. Super Bowl questions of importance. And those are your Super Bowl questions of importance, and there's there's more where that came from, and we will get we will get back to wow. that later on. Wow, plenty more. Judd came up with a great questions. Vikings one that we have to get to at some point. Did you guys see this new thing the XFL just did? Okay. Just announced. Should we get to it next? If we got time, yeah, for sure. It's weird. 
It's a weird thing the XFL is doing. You, another, sound, you sound intrigued. Another by the weird thing. XFL. No, this is just weird. This is just weird. Uh huh. By the way, Vince McMahon. Actually, I'll, I'll, let's get to the weird XFL thing, All and right. then there's a weird Vince McMahon thing that came out last week too. That we'll just we'll just get to all of it. All right, we'll and I'm here. about to. Uh, tweet That's not out. unusual, right, Phil? This is a little over the top. <laughs> I'm about to tweet out the uh, Troy Aikman Jay Z images. At, at, Rami, at Rami is, is tweeting. tweeting. Yes, find him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. Later on, we'll get to some uh, Ask MJR questions, so send them in to us on Twitter, at Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zolgad, at Phil Mackey. Now, you probably looked at your paycheck at some point recently and thought, wow, I pay a lot in taxes. We've all, we've all done it, but here's the thing. We're actually in historically low tax brackets right now. We even saw a lowering of the tax brackets as recently as 2018 with the highest rate at 37%. But how long is that going to last? Dale Tondrick is here to help us navigate this. Look at history. As recently as the 80s, we had some folks subjected to a 70% tax rate. The highest all time was over 90%. Well, you want to make sure that you're not just sending all of your life savings to the government. Okay, We're not, we're not talking about anything... Um, outside of legal parameters here, legally minimizing what you pay in taxes is a key strategy and a key aspect of making sure that you're saving the right amount of money for retirement. Tondrick Wealth Management is ready to help you build your plan. Get a free tax analysis and a full financial review by calling 952-401-1671, 952-401-1671, or go to myinvestingcoach.com. Also, real quick, Federated Insurance is helping business owners out there. Federated was once again named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune the second year in a row. They take all of the great culture that they have internally and the great energy and the knowledge, and they apply that to your business. Federated has been helping Minnesota and nationwide business owners for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota, Minnesota-based company. That's right. And Federated is all about having your back, a great face-to-face relationship with a company that has your back to make sure that if something bad happens to the company that you built, that you've got a game plan that helps you recover smoothly and gets you on with running your business. With Federated, you get, like I said, a face-to-face relationship with somebody who will be very attentive to to the success of your business. As you succeed, they succeed, and vice versa. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more information. Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Score North Download Time. Jonathan here with this hour's download. You can join Team Mackey and Score North at this year's Big Climb Minneapolis on Saturday, February 15th at the Capella Towers. As we raise money to fight blood cancer, donate to our team or join Team Mackey for just $20 when you use the promo code Mackey when you register to climb. For more information, visit scorenorth.com keyword climb. Uh, Former Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski is now the head coach in Cleveland. We all know that. His quarterback, though... Baker Mayfield had a bit of a down season where he fought with the media, was in the media quite a bit. Well, he went on Get Up this morning and talked about that, talked about what he learned from his first season as their full-time starting quarterback. Let's just be honest. I put my foot in my mouth a lot this past year, uh, and I'm going to internalize that, and I think that's the way I need to handle it. I mean, rest in peace, Kobe, but that's the way he did it. He motivated himself. He didn't talk a lot. He talked to his teammates, drove them to be better people, better men, and so that's the way I need to handle it. Sure did put his foot in his mouth quite a bit. This Gee, that was genius. Yeah. Sitting next to Rex. 
They do. I, I didn't even catch that. That's great. They do real. They <laughs> do real. Fetish. Fetish. That's what it was. <clears throat> Rex is proud of that, right? Like of, that of, fetish. Of having a foot fetish. Yes. <laughs> like he's very I think proud he, of that. He, he I didn't, it, didn't think he? of that until you guys just brought it up. That's genius. That's brilliant. Well done. Yeah. So, so just the backstory there. Rex Ryan, are you, are you good with your yep, download here? That's it. Okay. Cool. That's Jonathan I Harrison. Wow. I didn't put that together. So Rex Ryan's basically just been <laughs> rightfully so ripping on Baker Mayfield all season on Get Up. And they and, and so they played a montage of Rex Ryan ripping Baker Mayfield on Get Up mm-hmm. and then faded to the live set and Baker and Rex are sitting oh right next to God. each other on the live wow. set and they just talked to each other on live TV for like five or ten minutes. And it wasn't awkward? I mean, it was a little awkward, but they were fine. They were cool and they at least pretended like they were cool. And that foot, I hope that foot and mouth comment. I hope that was, was very on much conscious. I really hope that it was had on to purpose. be right. You think so? I think yeah. Baker yes. Baker definitely came up with it. Yes. definitely thought about that. Did you guys see the picture of Baker Mayfield on vacation with some of his teammates? No, no. So it's like three or four just chiseled dudes, like Adonis. Like everybody's in their has their shirt on. I think it must be in Miami. He's there for the Super Bowl. Just chiseled dudes, rock hard. Like and Baker Mayfield is in the back just. Pale and doughy, like like he does not like he doesn't look like a professional athlete, especially next to other professional athletes. The dude doesn't look well. Like remember when Baker Mayfield first came into the league and when he was in college, he was a good looking dude. Like now pretty he's fit too. I think pretty right? fit. Now he's pale and doughy and like he's got a weird mustache, got a neck beard. It's he's hold on. I something's wrong. Something's wrong with Baker dude, Mayfield, man. He, I'm worried about him. He went on ESPN today. I'm pretty sure he just had the mustache and he was wearing. Like it was like a brown bowling shirt from the eighties or something with little white stripes on it. He didn't. He looked like he basically looked like Uncle Rico or Kip Dynamite from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and you know what? Sitting next to Rex Ryan. That's right what being quarterback of the Browns will do to you. <laughs> well, well, those pictures of of here's Baker Mayfield when he when he takes the Browns. Yeah. Quarterback job to start with, and yeah. then here's Baker Mayfield in a weird trench coat with a mustache at a post game <laughs> press conference a good one, after yes. five straight losses. <laughs> Poor guy. So XFL. What's the XFL doing? So they unveiled something called Team Nine. And they have eight there are eight teams in the league. I'm just gonna read you the XFL press release. The XFL has established Team Nine for the benefit of the rest of the eight team league and for forty players still chasing their football dreams. Team Nine is essentially an extra squad stocked with players available to fill open roster spots on any team in the league at any time. Say the St. Louis Battlehawks, great team name, lose a safety in Week 2, they can call up a football-ready replacement in time to face the New York Guardians, another really, really cool team name. In Week 3, quote, in every football league, there is constant churn. CEO and Commissioner Oliver Luck said, I'm sure every one of these rosters is going to change by the time week one rolls around. They'll bring in new guys or someone pulls a hamstring. It's just inevitable. So Team 9 will be ready to roll as a replacement team that's got to constantly be replenished. So all these guys that got the bad news about getting cut, a bunch of them are going to be back in the league through Team 9. So is it, it's just a... I don't think they're going to play any games. It's a practice squad, right? It's I not guess. like like the full team doesn't just step in. It's just, oh, we need another wide receiver because ours broke his leg. You, yeah. You go you, get you one from Team go 9. Go pluck him off of Team 9, and yeah. he's football ready. He's been practicing. And you might be wondering, well, why, awfully gimmicky. why doesn't each team just have some sort of a feeder set? Well, the, the league owns all of the teams, and the league just the league literally just assigned. There was no draft or anything. The league just Where assigned players. Where is Team players. 9 located? Doesn't say. Like, I here. hope these guys are in oh, Florida are, or something uh, nice. Let's see. They are based in Arlington, Texas, and will practice at Globe Life Park, home of the Dallas Renegades. Another great team name. 
They're just on fire. No interest in me on Team Nine then. And they will practice. They will practice like the Remember the Titans team practices, <laughs> just running miles and miles in the dark. Work those guys. They'll work so off. hard that they'll be allowed to play games, and they will win the championship. <laughs> they have a coach. In the XFL. The XFL. It's weird. All this is weird. Who's your coach? Um, hang on one. Second. You got a name for me? Right. This could be good. Bart Andrews. Oh. He's had a uh, career spanning four decades. Apparently, he's coaching the NFL, CFL, NFL Europe, college, and other spring yes. leagues. So Vince McMahon is the founder and owner and the organizer initially of the XFL, both the first incarnation and now this. This is sort of like the anti-first XFL, where the main hook 20 years ago was, we're going to put cameras in the cheerleaders' locker rooms. Tune in on NBC next week. <laughs> NBC it. You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out soon. Yep. And uh, so Vince McMahon has gotten a lot older and potentially a lot more senile. And this story came out. So Vince McMahon employed The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's father back in the 70s. The Rock is one of the great professional wrestlers of all time. Well, his dad, Rocky Johnson, was his wrestling name. Rocky Johnson was also a pretty good wrestler and entertainer in the 70s and early 80s. And so Vince knew him well. Pat Patterson has been one of Vince's right-hand mans and intercontinental champion. So here's the scene. The Rock's dad dies a couple weeks ago, and they hold some sort of a private funeral, or I believe this was the actual funeral that this happened at. And there's all these reports that Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson showed up and were either drunk or acting super weird. I'm just going to read you a clip from this Forbes excerpt, okay? You guys remember superstar Billy Graham from the 70s and 80s? Yeah, real quick, who's Pat Patterson? Pat Patterson was the first ever intercontinental champion in okay. WWF right. like 40 years ago. And right. he's been an executive with the WWE and he's just, gotcha. he's like Vince McMahon's crony, basically. So this is an account from superstar Billy Graham's Facebook post about the funeral. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law is friends with Rocky Johnson's wife as they would sit together at the bi-monthly wrestling reunion held in Tampa. And... Word is there were two low points to the funeral service, which was by invitation only with only about 100 people attending this. So it's it's The Rock, who's one of those mega respected superstars and all these other prominent people in their lives. And Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson also get an invite. So Vince McMahon gets up to the front to speak and says the following. Rocky Johnson did one good thing in his life. He married Ada and had some kids. And then he drops the mic and did his strut off the platform and sat down afterwards. What? What? <laughs> what? He did one good thing in his life. He got married and had some kids. Wow. And struts did, off the podium. And what did The Rock do about this? I don't know. Because that's... But it gets worse. He should have laid the smack oh, down. Oh, I'm sorry. I would have laid the smack down. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it got worse. Pat Patterson then gets up and he's about to speak. And said some very nice things at first. Are you about, sure this is real? You got hazed last week. This you, is all. This read, is on Forbes.com. You read a, a Dan Hayes joke tweet as though it were news. And by the this way, was just a week ago at Twins Fest, Dan Hayes, very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> pulling the wool over all of our eyes, thrilled with himself. <laughs> but this is real. You're saying this is real. I'm not saying it's real. I'm saying it's on Forbes. Okay, all right. All right. It's a it's a third hand account via Forbes here. So Pat Patterson then gets up to speak. And at first he says some nice things about working with Rocky Johnson, the Rock's dad, in, in San Francisco. And some of the matches were with uh, with Patterson and their tag team partner against against the high chief, Peter Maivia, and, and Rocky. And so anyways, 
Then out of nowhere, Pat Patterson goes into this rant and calls Rocky Johnson, laying dead in the casket right below him, mind you, a mother bleeper, and starts a vulgar rant about how worthless Rocky Johnson was, and a bunch of guys had to drag Patterson off the church platform and sit him down. Wow. Wait, so they he, sat him down. They didn't. They kick just him like out? pulled him out, out, out off of the stage. Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson. Oh so the so the rumor is like they got drunk or something beforehand and just went up there and we're gonna be a bunch of wrestling guys. Oh my! At wow. the Rock's dad's funeral. So that's the guy Vince McMahon that is organizing the XFL. Just and you to, guys have faith that this will be a thing <laughs> that this will last. No, I'm just all in. <laughs> I, would, I mean, it's what do you mean last? I'm how long? We're never it, gonna see the Rock at WrestleMania ever again. I said we won't see two full seasons. We won't see two. Full it'll it'll make it two. It'll make it two. Why do we not know what the Rock did though? Like, why does the story not die? He, I mean, I assume I don't know. if he did, if, if he did anything, it would be in the report, right? If he laid the SmackDown, if he gave well, him people's anything. elbows. By the way, an, another there. wrestler who was there, Harry Smith, who is the son of the British Bulldog. If you guys remember him, mm-hmm. another dead wrestler from the eighties and nineties. He confirmed some of these accounts in a letter read uh, by Devin Nicholson of Hannibal TV. So apparently this did happen. So wow. they were both they were both really strange or they were drunk or a little bit of both probably is what oh, he wrote. Man. Was, so interesting. Okay, then. So go XFL. The XFL. Go XFL. This story came out today from NBCSports.com Bay Area. What do you guys think of this? NBA rumors. <laughs> All right, this was initially reported by This is more outrageous than the last story you just read us. (laughs) I'm just going to read the story here. The entire basketball world knows that the Minnesota Timberwolves want to acquire D'Angelo Russell. They've been trying to get D'Angelo Russell since basically the beginning of July. They came up short last summer in free agency, and D'Angelo eventually signs a $170 million contract, but the Wolves' pursuit hasn't stopped, and Anthony Slater of The Athletic has some new information. The Timberwolves have dangled Andrew Wiggins... For D'Angelo Russell, Wiggins, who's on a similar contract as Russell, fills a greater positional need for the Warriors. But from a Warriors perspective, that's still a questionable talent-for-talent swap. Most around the league view Russell as better than Wiggins. It's a move only a panicked front office would make. I just don't see how you're going to dangle Andrew Wiggins. Like The only thing you're going to be able to get if you're dangling Andrew Wiggins is if you're using your other arm to dangle a first-round draft pick. Yeah. But that's the latest on the Wolves' pursuit of D'Angelo Russell. I, mean, I got no problem with them shooting their shot. Do you? Like it's, it's. I think. What did PJ Fleck tell us? If your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough, right? I think if you're scared to make that call. There's there's more going on here. I, I'm I'm becoming more convinced that Cats buddies have all told him I'm not going there. Too bad. If you, I like you, and I'll play with you on my team or our team of our choosing. And it's almost like the Wolves now are bending over backwards even more so, which they've been doing a lot to try and pacify him, and he's getting angrier. Like, the last few weeks have left me very, very perplexed. And and as we talked about today on Score North Live. Week, weekdays, you noon to two. you got to get Mike on. Sorry, on, my bad. I was clearing my throat as you said that. Weekdays, noon to two. You can go back and listen to okay. scorenorth.com. Totally free app. You know, Phil, did you ever think on near February 1 of 2020 that a Wolves discussion would revolve around Cat? And him potentially not being happy and playing this poorly, like no of all the conversations, and there there'd be like five that that we we'd be like no surprise, Wiggy, no surprise, and we've been on probably the cat bandwagon more than most in this town because I do believe at his best he's a great player, 
But we are now having discussions about what the hell is going on, and I am really surprised by that. Also worth noting, too, let's say they were able to pull off some sort of miracle trade where you trick the Warriors into taking Andrew Wiggins and you wind up getting D'Angelo Russell in return. I don't think D'Angelo Russell is the franchise savior that he was painted to be back in the summer. That's my point, though. He's, he's kind of to, a volume-scoring guard. But is guard? this done to pacify Carl? Is this being done just to keep him happy? Because I think you're right. Yeah, I think I don't think you should make moves to pacify a guy. The only way you would make moves to make Carl Anthony Towns happy is if a it raised the water level of the team and it was you brought in a second superstar and it made the team better, or or b you're you're you identify Carl Anthony Towns as being the alpha guy who can absolutely lead a franchise to a championship. And while I I thought that was the case three or four months ago, and I thought he was definitely headed in that direction, he has regressed. The, the fact that they've lost 14 games in a row that he's played in. Has he regressed? Or have you just come to terms with who Carl Anthony Towns is? And that's not even, I'm not even it's a saying. a fair question. I'm not even saying that as an insult. Really, no, it's a fair question. Really, really good player. But is he just not that dude? Like he, the basketball talent is all there. But I think you know what I mean when I say that dude. He's not the per- the man is what Rami means. Exactly. Carl Anthony Towns he, is not the man. He is not progressing like a lot of us thought. I think that's fair to say. And it's not all the fault of his team or franchise. Correct. There are things that he isn't doing well enough as a leader, as a player. Two years ago, when he would get fouled and whine and moan and complain, you're like, okay, dude's 22 at the time, right? He's going to grow up. Because ordinarily, lots of guys do. But he's not changing from that. And and the the attitude or dis, um, how dissatisfied he's been the last few weeks that's surprising. Rami, that's the surprising thing to I, me. I think Monday what, Monday night was jarring. See, I think what's hard to reconcile here, and there's just there's just no way we're gonna know because Carl Anthony Towns he's been in the league for five years now, and all we know is the way that he has been brought up from age twenty to twenty four in in the Timberwolves sphere. We don't know what it would have looked like if the Warriors had drafted him, a much more empowering and smart and forward-thinking organization that's had their ducks in a row for 10 years, right? We don't know what that would have looked like. Why is it that the Wolves' last two superstar big men, Kevin Love included, why is it that they, they both put up like 25 points a game and a bunch of rebounds and a bunch of assists and they hit threes and the team is terrible and they become terrible leaders and and they're just putting up hollow stats. Is it because that's the type of players that both of those guys are, or is it something in the water with the I Timberwolves? I don't know if it's the player. I think Kevin Love is a really good comparison. I think it's 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 again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this term, the dude, the guy. Because what did we find out about Kevin Love when he got traded from the Timberwolves? That being the third guy was perfect for him. Being the second or third guy was more suited to Kevin Love. And I think that might be what we're finding out about Carl Anthony Towns. Really, really good basketball player, has all the talent in the world. But if you're looking for him to set the tone and and be the guy to lead you or to at least put a foot down when you're dropping a 27-point lead and say, this ain't happening on my watch, that I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns is the guy that you go to. And I know that... Some people don't believe in clutch stats. They think you're just the player you are in, in in any moment, whatever the case may be. Today in Britt Robson's piece, and I had him on Score North Live today, weekdays noon to two, scorenorth.com or the Score North app. He points out Cat has 36 points in 61 overall clutch minutes. That's the last five minutes of a game or overtime when the score is within five points. In that time, he's shooting 35.7% from the field. 35.3% from deep, 
76.9% from the free throw line, all far below his season averages. Andrew Wiggins has been better in the clutch. Nikolai Jokic is far better than him in the clutch. Joel Embiid is far better than him in the clutch. And the dude was one for five in the last 17 minutes of a basketball game while you were blowing a 27-point lead and then disappeared in overtime. He disappeared on you while the while you were blowing a historic lead and things got close and things got tight and times were tough. He had his hands on his hips, his shoulders drooped, yeah. and a poopy look on his face. That's not, that's not the dude who sets the tone. That's just not the guy who sets the tone. And I think this week is also just a great illustration as we've, we've all been watching and listening to all kinds of Kobe tributes and stories about Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, all the stories that came out about him. You know, in the NBA, it's it's a select group of top superstars that run the league from generation to generation. It's not like in the NFL where, hey, you might just be that, you know, nine different teams might win a Super Bowl over the course of an 11 or 12 year run or baseball. You know, in, in any given era, it's in the 90s. Guess what? Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon are the dudes that are winning championships. And then in the 2000s, it becomes Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and like those. It's always like five guys that kind of run the league at any given time. And you're trying to figure out, is Carl Anthony Towns destined to be one of those five guys that you can say, you know what, if you just have this guy and you put, and then you start working your way around the rest of the roster, then you can win a championship. Or is he the Kevin Love piece? And I think, I think the conversation has to shift toward, he's the Kevin Love piece. And that's fine too. Like you definitely, this dude's averaging 27 points. Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. And he's shooting 41% from three-point range. He's one of the more monstrous players. How can you put a piece above him? I don't think you're going to find it. That's the problem. That allows him to be that Kevin Love piece. That's the question. I think if he's the love piece, then he's going to find success elsewhere with the player that you're talking about in another city. That's the problem. And he'll win a championship if they find the right. Sure he can. But but he was, I felt that his being drafted here and coming here made him that piece. Because it's hard to find, one, it's hard to find those guys. They're, they're not all over the place. And two, convincing them to come here is going to be difficult. You have to draft. If, you have to exactly. Draft so that's the point. So my problem is if he is the Kevin Love piece, he could win a championship. But I don't think there's any way that his ultimate success comes here then. And that leaves the Timberwolves again looking elsewhere. You know, the, again, like just kind of reflecting on Kobe's Mamba mentality, you know, the, all the things that represent Mamba mentality – Outwork the rest of the room, be good to people, and just grind, right? But the other thing that I think Kobe represented and Tim Duncan represented, and I'm not saying that you can never complain about fouls. Like Tim Duncan complained about fouls all the time. But in general, when it came down to it, those guys were largely unaffected by the surroundings. Carl Anthony Towns is one of those guys that's just affected by things. He's affected by Joel Embiid's trash talk. He's affected by Jimmy Butler needling him at practice. Can I say something, though? I don't think being good to people when you enter the league is a good thing on the court. I think, you know, Kobe Kobe was on the track of, and this is the ultimate thing, I'm selfish, I'm selfish, I'm selfish, I'm great, I'm winning championships, and then eventually you're like, here comes a bunch of young kids, and I can help them now because I'm 30 mm-hmm. or thir- 35. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, to what you just said, is to, for lack of a better term right now, in some ways, soft. He needs more of early Kobe mindset. Yes. which First is, 10 years in the league Kobe mindset. Which isn't, which I guess is not 
I'm going to stand up to Embiid to make a statement. It's I'm going to stand up to Embiid because I always stand up to Embiid's. I always stand up to Butler's because I'm the man. Because that's yeah, exactly. And by the way, if you if you are that guy, if you are the man or whatever word you want to use, guys like Embiid don't talk to you that way to begin That's with. That's correct. Like, nobody ever talked about Kobe Jimmy Bryant Butler that doesn't way. walk in and punk you. Walk into your organization and punk you. Like, it's one thing that a guy from another team feels like he can disrespect you. Jimmy Butler walked in the door and said, this is my house, and if you don't like it, I will punch you in the mouth and make you like it. And Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns had nothing to say about that. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but that that was the first sign to me while I was just trying to get the job here. I wasn't even in Minnesota yet. That was that was my impression of Carl Anthony Towns. But, and that that's why I said from the time you got here that if I'm Towns, I would have gone after Butler. In that practice, Butler wouldn't have walked out. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm I 100% dest- with I'm you. I'm bigger than you. I will destroy Assert you. Assert your dominance, like the dog whisperer says. This, is that what he says? Yeah. It's, it's an important <laughs> show. Dog whisperer's good. <laughs> Six five one six four six eight two five five. Hey Mark, you're on Score North. We have about a minute left here, so go ahead. Hey fellas, um, first of all, I I like the dog and Jimmy Butler, but honestly, he was just he was disruptive. And, and if he could have been a dog without being as disruptive as he was, he'd have been perfect. I think I think uh, Judd's right. I think Carl Anthony Towns is soft. I think he's been. I don't know if it's. We're losing Mark there a little bit. But. Sounded like he was calling us like from C, like <laughs> <laughs> or Mars. <laughs> I've like landed on the deck on, of a fishing boat. I've <laughs> landed on Mars and I've got some tanks. He's on a rover. <laughs> like he's he sounded like a deep sea fisherman. <laughs> one <laughs> one small on? take for man. <laughs> He did. He sounded like he had the, the breathing thing going in the back. <laughs> one one hot take for man. <laughs> amazing, amazing. All right, our Friday fun day commences when we come back here with some Ask Mackie and Jeb with Rami. You can ask us questions about literally anything, and we will we will answer them. Which could get dangerous. We've got we've got a bunch. I've got three on this sheet for you guys. There's a bunch that have come into, but uh, you can you can send us. Questions about life, about sports, about Rami's food spread, whatever you want. Happy to answer those. Tweet at us, at Score North, at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad, at Rami is tweeting. We'll wrap with Roycey later on, and Rami will unveil his famous Super Bowl spread around 5.30 today. The Picasso of Super Bowl spreads oh. has, has and painted it's all set. a menu. It's it all, is all set. There's, one, there's one, one, one item in question. Is your girlfriend going to attempt to screw it up this year? <laughs> she has responded. Oh, via I can't the, via the Twitter. I so, can't yeah. wait to hear what she oh, had to say. So much, yeah. so much Friday fun day mm-hmm. coming up here. Mackie and Judd with Rami. I want to talk to you right now about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Group, and their guaranteed sales program. If you're looking to sell your home this spring, Jason and his team will guarantee the sale of your home when you list with Walgrave Real Estate Team. Yes, I'll say it again. I said guarantee. You know, we talk in this town and lots of places in this business, the real estate business, about guaranteed offers, right? You're guaranteed offer. You're going to get a guaranteed offer. And you're thinking, oh, that sounds good. No, 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 no. Jason Walgrave and his team, we're talking about a guaranteed sale. Did you hear me? A guaranteed sale. Forget the offer stuff. This is a guaranteed sale. Plenty of people have guaranteed offers. 
This one, though, and all you need to do to cash in on Jason's guaranteed offer is go to, and this is simple enough, jasonsguarantee.com. Click on the Guaranteed Sale button to learn how this program works. And now is the time to act. We all know that there's stress in moving, right? Decisions to be made, conversations to be had. Stress, stress, stress. It's one of the most stressful things that you can do. Sell your home. Let Jason take away some of that stress and pressure by going with, again, his Guaranteed Sale program. So, again, go to jasonsguarantee.com. That's Jason's plural guarantee.com click on the guaranteed sale button i'll guarantee you you'll be happy you did phil Mackey. all right thank you judd luther brookdale toyota is on the corner of 694 and brooklyn boulevard i have been going to luther brookdale toyota since about 2001 my family since about 1985 and i'm so i'm i'm personally not much of a car guy and i'm okay admitting this and that's where luther brookdale toyota comes in they give me a sense of calm I know that they have my back if I need help with my car or if it's time for a new car or trade-in, whatever it may be. They explain things to me in a way that I can understand. They're very fair with everything that they do. Uh, I love just even just the the space, the new stadium, so to speak, that they uh, that they built a few years ago. 30 workstations, a state-of-the-art showroom, a massive lot of new and pre-owned vehicles, and also the Luther Lounge, which offers up complimentary coffee and tea and snacks stop by open until nine o'clock on the corner of 694 and brooklyn boulevard and the website is lutherbrookdaletoyota.com thanks judd <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about tcl is a proud sponsor of the score north studios tcl america's fastest growing tv brand One, two, three. it's mackie and judd with rami with rami yeah, I mean, we have a lot of weapons, I'll say that. I mean, and we went out there and scored a lot of points, put a lot of good tape out there, so now it's about playing a really, really good defense and just playing the way we know how we can play. Yeah, no, listen, I'm humbled by it. Um, i very humbled by it. I mean, I've got great guys here, um, friends likewise around the league, been doing a long time, so I appreciate that. But this game's not – this is about this team, and, um, and, and so – uh, the guys that have worked so hard to get where they're at right now, the players, the coaches. It's about the organization. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. Happy Super Bowl weekend, everybody. Getting in your car, oh, thinking man. about what you're going to be pounding for a Super Bowl spread on Sunday. Rami already has his legendary menu crafted, and we will get the unveil in 30 minutes. I may be making it by myself. Oh, no. Yeah. Should we do this all at five thirty? Do you want to? Do you want to do it now? But you're being threatened. I think we now. should do it at five thirty. Yeah, he's, let's do it at five thirty. He's okay. being threatened, and I think it's legit. Okay. And I'm on Team Casey personally. <laughs> I'm with Judd here. Thanks, Judd. <laughs> Could always count on you to have my back, buddy. <laughs> Team Score North. <sighs> We're sort of like the NBA, man. If we can't win a championship here, I'll go win somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> Just- just a hired gun. <laughs> yep, exactly right. A hired assassin. I don't yeah, need to just, be the alpha, okay? I'm only picking up on some of this, and I do see now that your girlfriend is now typing in all caps. Yeah. I think so. That's right. yeah. a good thing. Okay. All right, so this is this is Friday Fun Day on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. And one of the things that we do, we're going to have a, a bunch of segments we unveil throughout the coming weeks here, but one that we've had a lot of fun with the last couple of weeks, quite simply, Ask Mackie and Judd with Rami. Ask MJR is the hashtag we're using, and people have just sent in... Fun, random questions, sometimes about sports, Minnesota sports, and sometimes about just random stuff. So, Jonathan, if you could fire up some NFL Films music for this, 
Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read through some of the questions that people want answers from us on, and we'll we'll go through some of these. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. All right. We'll start with this one from John on Twitter. This one is not on your prep sheets. Would you rather never be able to express yourself accurately, or always have to say the exact truth? I'm not sure I fully understand the question. So you you get two choices, uh-huh. okay? Maybe I'm falling victim to the first one. <laughs> Would you rather never be able to express yourself accurately, right? Ever, uh huh? Or always have to say the exact truth? Mm. So never quite be able to say the truth or always have to say the absolute truth. Am I falling victim to the first one here? No, Am you're I? just reading the question. Okay. I think he's falling victim, whoever is asking the question. Um, I think I'd rather have to tell the absolute truth. Yeah. I mean, I already kind of do that to the degree that I get myself in trouble. <laughs> Fair point. I'm a pretty transparent and open dude. <laughs> Especially in front of a microphone for whatever reason. No. I don't know. You're like Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. <laughs> I agree on the show. It's more fun to to say how you feel. But I think in real life, I'll take door two. Because I don't want to get involved in conversations with people who then Wait, ask me. Door two is always tell the truth. Oh, so you're oh, saying one. Oh, I'm sorry. Door one then. Oh, so you'd rather never rather be never, able to express yeah, yourself. Sorry. Yeah, I'll take door one then. Accurately. Yes. Because so that means everything wanna... you say, people are always like, Wait, what can you repeat? I don't understand what right, you're talking but, about. But door two is then I have to, I would be telling the absolute truth about everything all the time. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. That's tough. I would I would lean toward just telling the truth all the time, and then and however it lands, it lands, and then deal with the ramifications. But it, might, okay. it, it might result in long conversations w- with people who wanna <laughs> who wanna it's find true. out what He's you got mean, a point. and I don't want to talk to that many people. Okay, fair point. <laughs> so so for you, it's more just like a social thing. You just would it's rather. Okay. Okay. All right, that's, uh, that was question one here. Good right. question. I liked it. All right, qu- question number two that's here. Deep. Question number two. Who are your top three? This is from this is from Katie on Twitter here. What are your top three favorite fast food items of all time? I'm letting Rami go on this one. That's tough. That's really, really tough. You know, probably to everyone's surprise, I haven't tried the uh, Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich yet. Okay. I haven't gotten over there and tried that yet. A lot of shocking. people, lot of people put I know. that on That is shocking. But I've said this before, and I'll say it now again. I find it hard to believe that it will top the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. That's the that's the first fast food item that pops into my head Not wrong. when I first say that. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is just on point, man. Really? So good. So now, good. I don't even know if... I Hot take alert here. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is the number one thing on that menu. What would you say is the number one thing on that menu? The frosty, and if you want to one-up it, Fries dipped in the frosty, shoved deep into it. Strong candidate. That's what I like to do. <laughs> I yeah, you take fries and you shove them deep into the frosty. It's awesome. The way that you made intense eye contact with both of us as you said that's that, so good, made that more creepy than it needed to be. Well, that's fine. I'm not worried about <laughs> creepy. That. I'm not worried Don't, about creepy. Never, look, never look me in the eye and say that ever again. I'm, I'm worried, or I'm concerned about the frosty experience being as good as it can be. Alrighty, then. I got two quotes from that. Thank you for that. <laughs> but not dipped. I'm talking about in it. So Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I'll try to bring this thing back up. Good luck. I can't believe I just heard what I heard. 
I'm not joking. It's very good. <laughs> I, I agree. McDonald's fries are money. Are, are we all in agreement that McDonald's fries are just the best fries? Yeah, I don't fries. know what it is. I don't know what they're putting in them, but those are just amazing French fries. And then I don't know if anybody else here has experienced what I'm about to talk about, guys. Are we all familiar with Portillo's? We all know Portillo's, right? Yeah, you I've, got I've, I've never, never been to a Portillo's. Okay. They went in Roseville, too. Yeah. Portillo's is it's a Chicago-style it's Chicago hot dog stand. They, they sell Chicago-style hot dogs, Italian beefs, blah, blah, blah. Oh, been on your basic Chicago fare. But one thing they have there that is amazing, that not nearly enough people know about or talk about, they have a chocolate cake shake. You heard me right. A chocolate cake shake. Really? It's just a chocolate cake. Ooh. And they just throw a piece of cake, or it's just a chocolate shake, and they throw a piece of cake in the blender. It's really that simple, and it is amazing. You have to know the calorie count. So, don't care. I know it sounds weird, but it is amazing, because their chocolate cake is legendary. It's like moist and delicious. Do you ever take french fries and dip them super deep into the chocolate cake? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say moist and delicious? Because <gasps> I think Jonathan just recorded that one as well. <laughs> we'll take your word for it. We'll take your word for it. <laughs> this is so far off the rails. Hey, this whole segment. So far off the rails. The segment is basically intended to go off the rails. It is with right. He's got a point. It's true. It He's is got a point. It is. All right. Next question. So no, I, I want to give. I want to give my. Oh, three. Go ahead. I want to give my yeah. three. All right. I have three. I'm gonna. Uh, these are all classics. Okay. This is. The, so the question from Katie is: What are your top three favorite fast food items of all time? And I went classic. Just give me. Hard shell tacos at Taco Bell. Mm, I don't enough. need chalupa. I have a Taco Bell thing on my list, but it's not that. But okay. yes. White Castle sliders. Mm, we have very Never different had. taste in Can fast I, food. I can't do that. I don't mess with either. all of the sliders. I don't mess with either of these two How, places that you just Never mentioned. had White Castle. How does White Castle sit for you, Phil? Because you got a bad stomach anyway. Not very well, and that's okay. <laughs> okay. Not for long. I plan, no. a, I plan a runway. No. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah, well, there's a reason why they call them sliders. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying that you don't exactly have a constitution that would... No, that's why, for me, White Castle, only on a Friday night if I have nothing to do on Saturday. Uh, 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 he's not if it wants to take a 4 nothing lead on me in the beginning part of Saturday, I've got plenty of time. You're and poor, then the third thing, wife now. rodeo burgers at Burger King. Whoever was the genius that said, let's put an onion ring and barbecue sauce on a cheeseburger. That's a really good burger. Yep. I'm not it's a big Burger simple. King guy, but that's that's the one item that I, I, might, I might dabble in. Very, and as I say that, burger. there's a Burger King ad on the TCL okay. TV burger head. Right. So. I'm going one Taco Bell, and, and it's simple, and I think it's only done in Minnesota, the Cheeserito. The Cheeserito is the perfection of... What is a Cheeserito? It's basically, they take a, they take a soft, um, what, taco thing, or a soft thing, and put cheese and heat it up. You can do it at home. It's very it's, simple. It's yeah. not as good. I just don't think it, it's as so. Good. It's just a soft, a soft tortilla yeah, with cheese tortilla. inside. Yeah, it's just delicious. That's it. Yeah, but you can get like, but it's got some. They throw some salsa in too, and I get like four of them and just down them. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, my second one, and this this is goes way, way back, and I've not had this in years, but I used to love it. Basically, anything from Long John Silver's. I always wanted really? an LJS here. Are they still around? I don't know if they are or not, but dude, I don't know, man. Like, I never met them. Love love so I loved. Is there one there? I don't know. Okay, but I, my general LJS. thumb is the further away from the ocean I am, the more picky I am about where I get my seafood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's fried out. It's fine. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and it could be there could be tire in there and fried up, and you could dip it fine. in ketchup, and it'd it still be okay. It still right? tastes good. And then yeah. my last thing is, and I'm, I'm sure there's pushback to this as well, but just the simple 
Arby sandwich with horsey sauce. I love Arby's. Are there any checkers or rallies around here? Checkers, right? What? I don't know if there's either. I I don't know. I don't think think so. They have have something very similar to the Rodeo Burger, but better. Much better. Well, how do you make a rodeo burger better? I mean, it's you just t- you replace the onion ring, or what do you? The the beef is better. It's just well, a better. Snack. Why are you trying to one up what Phil loves? I'm just it just occurred to no, me. No, I mean, if there's a better version of a rodeo burger, I mean, I'm hey, listen, checkers and rallies. They also have great fries. They do like a Cajun style battered fry. It's really really good. Don't make <gasps> the king mad. Don't make the king mad, huh? Sorry, my bad. The king is very creepy, by the way. Very he never blinks and stares in people's bedrooms. And <laughs> terrifying. I like the king. Can't trust no. that guy. All right. Ask Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hashtag Ask MJR. Who are the three athletes you wish would have won a championship? Eric B. asked this question on Twitter. Mm. So, so three athletes without a championship that you that you mm. wish would have won a championship. My old school one, and I didn't see him play, but just for his sake, it's too bad. From Rami's Cubs, Ernie Banks for sure. It's a good one. Yeah, like if you're a baseball player I mean, before free agency Seri- went to World Series. and you're just in losing purgatory yeah. yeah, and you didn't make millions of dollars. Okay, controversy, controversial local choice, Joe Maurer. I would have liked to have seen Joe. Joe was, in Joe's prime, Joe was damn good. Yeah, I think 2009 would have been the shot there. Like, but I would have liked to see season. I would have liked to see it pay off. Yeah, he's on my list too. I'll think about my third. You guys go. I would say uh, Charles Barkley. Like I, f- I feel like mm. Charles Barkley. He's you know he, he played on the dream true. team with all these guys with championships, Magic and Michael and Bird and Elijah Wan, et cetera, right? Yep. And you know, and he's on, he's on inside the NBA with Shaq, who's got four championships, and and he gets needle all the time. Charles Barkley, and you know Dan Marino, I think has trouble sleeping at night. Yeah. Every top quarterback in NFL history, except Dan Marino, has at least one Super Bowl ring. Like everyone from that whole era that you would put yep. on that level has a Super Bowl ring, and Dan Marino played for 16 years or whatever it was, and doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. And Joe Maurer was my other one. He asks, I saw the question. This is on our prep sheet. He says, "Try to take your team fandom out." I can somewhat do that, but Derrick Rose, like if anybody ever deserved a championship, in my eyes, it's Derrick Rose. Really? Yes. Yes. Why does Why? he deserve a title more than like Barry Sanders? Don't question me on this. <laughs> oh, so you're not taking no. your fandom out. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am taking. No, I'm not taking my okay, fandom out. Okay, I would Derek even Rose. go so far as to say nobody who plays for the Chicago Bulls between 1999 and 2039 deserves a championship. Judd mentioned an old Cub. I have two old Cubs that I wish could have uh, won a World Series: Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson. I was never a White Sox fan. Hated the White Sox, but when I was a pudgy little kid playing catcher, Carlton Fisk was the man at the catcher position. My favorite baseball player of all time. Wish he could have won a World Series. I'm with Phil on Barkley. And then the other two I got are Randy Moss and Allen Iverson. Mm. Allen Iverson, just all heart. Yeah, I mean, uh, Moss. I mean, Allen Iverson also would take like 40 shots in a game and sabotage his team's chances to win championships for the sake of getting his 30 points. Have you Moss seen those 76ers rosters? Was he sabotaging or was he the only guy who should be taking yeah. shots? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a fair point. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, you know who else Eric Snow, who played 40 minutes every night and never shot. Here's my third. And and it would have dovetailed with the fact that it would have it would have given the Vikings one championship, Fran Tarkington. Fran yeah, that's Tark- a good one. Because Fran Tarkington is, in, in fact, we talked about this ex- extensively on Ventline today. 
You know, if you look at the Vikings' last Super Bowl appearance in the 76th season, three of those were Tarkington. And really, you, you could argue the Vikings haven't had a a franchise quarterback, aside from like Favre for a year, but they have not had a franchise quarterback developed since then. So if they had won one championship with Francis, that would have been where the Vikings, it paid off. So Fran Tarkington. I like it. I like it. All right, ask Mackie and Joe with a This is from Alex on Twitter. Would you rather be trapped in an elevator with three soaked dogs or trapped in an elevator with three men who have terrible body odor? Oh, the dogs. This I isn't even dogs. a question for me. Yeah, give love, me the dogs. I love dogs. Give me the dogs. Yeah, but you'd but you'd be in there with smelly, wet. Yeah. Like, you'd be soaked at the end I'm of in it. there with smelly either way. I can't, and they might be jumping up on you and I stuff. I can't pet some dude with body odor. and like The dog might also freak out in the elevator and uh, you know, like, I'll calm him down. bite your yeah. jugular. We'll be fine. I'm fine with I'm dog. good with the dogs. 100% with Judd on this I'd much rather one. be with three dogs than That's three not people. a tough question at all. I might take the body odor and just plug my nose. Actually, you know what? How about this? Three guys that don't smell or three wet dogs. I still might take the three wet dogs. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm with you. Oh, I think I'm boy. with you. Oh, good boy, good boy, good boy. Remember the episode of Seinfeld where the ballet driver left B.O. behind in Jerry's car? I swear that happened on the elevator in my building the other day. I don't know how you smell so bad that the smell stays behind when you exit the ele- I was alone on the elevator. And I don't have B.O. And it was like, I'm, I only go up four floors from the garage to my apartment. And it was unbearable. I almost passed out in the four floors. Did, did, did you see who it was that got no, out of the elevator? I don't know who it so was. So somebody had been in there somebody, and you did not see somebody them. Somebody was in there long enough ago that I didn't see them exit or enter. And they left behind the worst body odor. The worst body odor. You guys odor. ever get stuck on like a three-hour flight next to somebody with body odor? That happened to me on my most recent flight. I don't smell anything. I'm... Medically induced coma when I'm on an airplane. He's <laughs> <So>. passed out. <laughs> yep. I don't think I Eight have. Eight cases of Dramamine. I don't think I have. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty bad. How bad is <laughs> it? It's pretty really bad. bad. It's pretty bad. I have one more here. One more here. Uh, you can always send your questions in throughout the week and we stockpile them. Just tweet us with the hashtag AskMJR. What are the... This is from... Um, all right, this is from Chad on Twitter. If you had a choice, who would be your halftime talent? Who would be yo? What would what would you guys do? So it's it's what Shakira and J Lo. Yep. Which I don't get. I talked about this today on Score North Live weekdays noon to two. ScoreNorth.com, Score North app. Go and listen to it. It's me and a rotating panel of Score North no, personalities. Good to know. It's good to know. I ain't never heard that. Before. I got nothing against J Lo. I got nothing against Shakira at all. And yep. if that's your thing, cool, great. That's your thing. Enjoy. And I'm never one to complain about a Super Bowl halftime show. Football fans sometimes don't understand that the halftime show is not for football fans. They're almost always designed for everybody but the football fan because they know they got you. They don't need to hook you with something other than the game. So my problem isn't that Shakira and J-Lo aren't a football fan act. That's not my problem at all. But to me, halftime show acts have always been either acts that are immensely popular in that time at the moment or even if they don't have any recent hits they've reached some kind of legendary icon status i mean j-lo i would put in that category i honestly and again i'm not her demographic i'm not her target audience name me one j-lo song other than jenny from the block um waiting for tonight wasn't that a song like 20 years ago i have no idea <laughs> you I might no, be asking the wrong group of guys. I have no clue. Well, but Shakira had Shakira hip, has hips, hips don't, don't lie. lie. 
But Rami, how, give me another one. Whenever, wherever. Rami, how how about the years that they brought back veteran rock acts who weren't big at that time? No, they but did that because they, they did it because of the because wardrobe the malfunction, right? Yeah, Janet Jackson thing. But they, like I said, it, they come with legendary icon status, even if they don't have. But don't they just come hits. with names? Like she's like J Lo, right? Is that what they're justifying? Yeah, I mean, J- like J Lo sells out arenas. Does she still make music? Oh yeah, she's on. She's been on a tour for I mean, like the last make year. New I, music? I saw her at the X last year. You did just what? gonna throw my I'm hand sorry, out. what? I saw J Lo at the X. And you was don't there know her songs? We got tickets. And you was don't know her songs? Cleavage? That's right. Hold on, how can you not know songs if you saw her at the X last year? It all kind of just ran together while I was getting pounded off White Claws. Okay, it was like two hours of just like dance music and me drinking grapefruit <laughs> White Claw, Paul Boys at the X. By the way, okay then. All right. It was fun. It, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me. When I heard the announcement, I was like, "What, really?" But who would? So who would be the current? You know, because you're right. Like Michael Jackson in the early '90s did the Super the Bowl halftime show. Like, like Prince, even with like Timberlake and Aerosmith. Like they don't. It's not always a current like megastar, but they always have some kind of iconic status. If they're not a current megastar, the biggest missed opportunity in, in my opinion, in halftime show history, when. Santa Clara hosted the Super Bowl. Was it two years ago? Three years ago? And yeah, Super Bowl 50, right? Okay, Super Bowl. So four years well, ago yeah. now, right? And Steve Perry had announced like he was coming out with a new album, but he's been separated from Journey for like 15 years. You're in the bleeping Bay Area. Journey plays stadiums still, even without Steve Perry. We couldn't get a Steve Perry Journey reunion. Is that like, is that too old? for that. Yes, That would have been super probably. fun. I mean, they had Tom Petty do a Super Bowl My, which, ten years ago, which, and I love, I love Tom him. Petty's which a I legend, still, but I, I still thought it was weird. But he plays to the like the and, Silver Fox, and then he know, plays fan. a medley of, of his songs. I've said this for a few years now too. Put the Super Bowl show in some type of arena, not on the field. Move it elsewhere idea. and show it because the game that I went to. If you're in the stands, you don't give a damn. You don't care. It's for people at home. The Super Bowl is basically for people at home. Well, the, like the one that, you, that you're talking about two years ago at US Bank Stadium. Yeah. So and I, and I was I watched the game on TV. Yeah. And it was literally like they had some sort of hologram. They they yeah. lit up the entire downtown right? Minneapolis with like, with Prince colors and themes, and it was it was very much for the TV audience. But I've always thought put it in like. An arena or something else. Sell tickets there and because show the that. sound is usually not the greatest quality. No. There are always technical difficulties. People are lip syncing and the, and their track is off. It's it's all it's never so. Let's make it. It's never a smooth operation. Let's make it You're an right. event. Put it, separate from the con- event. put it in a concert venue. Yes, and sell and tickets just, and just beam it in on the on the jumbo. And people trial. would love to go. Yeah, they'd go in I'm a heartbeat. I'm with Judd on this one. Oh! No. Did we answer is. the question? We never answered the question. Who would be Roger Goodell? Please. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with J Lo and Shakira. I'm fine. Just go shake your hips. And, I don't care. And I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, that's, I, I'm probably gonna go take a bathroom break and you know load up on some more food. Although, would, wouldn't it be fun just for one time? Up with people comes back. <laughs> just one time. Up with people. Was that like before? Who they were had, they even? I have no was idea. Like the '80s. Yes. Yes, I believe that they were before and maybe right after Michael Jackson. But it was like, and please welcome up with people. Give me, Just bring them back once. Give me Kanye West. Give me a Kanye West halftime show. That's going to be a production. No, I'm good on that. And actually. he's going to do something we can all talk about the next day. You that's, know he's going to do something we can all talk true. about the next day. He's, he's, has he never done the halftime Content. show? Content. No. Okay. Never has. Interesting. So that, that was your Ask Maggie. Top, top, top halftime show. I'm not pandering. It's Prince. 
Prince is Prince was really good. Prince was Prince outstanding, was amazing. I gotta say, I thought Aerosmith with Britney Spears in Tampa was and, fun- and off, sync, off right. the charts. Good, it was amazing. She was great. They did Walk This Way and with like in sync and like Timberlake, Britney Spears, and Steven Tyler were doing Walk This Way, and he's so good. And she was great. Yeah, and then like after that, she basically took a nosedive and married right. Kevin Federline and shaved her head. So, but we all. Started attacking cars like, with umbrellas. The guy that she met in Vegas, what, what was his name? Jason Alexander, is that right? I think she married Jason him. Alexander? Not, not the actor. Oh, yeah, she did. She married a guy named Jason really? Alexander. For a night. Yeah. Not and, then got, and then they got divorced Gary. the next day. <laughs> she married Larry David. Amazing. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North on the Score North app. When we come back, the Picasso of Super Bowl spreads. Mm, oh, boy. I can't oh, wait man. We'll paint his picture and, and give we us... Have drama. We have drama surrounding the Super it Bowl It may spread. end his relationship. It's possible. You could be alone. Stay tuned. You could have extras that you can bring in on Monday. All right. Let's, uh, let's come back with that next. All right. Picasso unveils his Super Bowl spread when we come back here in just a second to the TCL Studios. What's on the TCL TV right now? Looks like uh, they're they're remembering Kobe. This must be the sort of the pre pregame pre pre pregame to the Kobe Bryant celebration at Staples Center tonight. We've always got sports on here in the TCL studios on two fifty five inch Roku TVs, four K picture quality. With TCL TVs, you get top notch four K picture quality. You get top notch streaming options, over five thousand streaming channels with the built in Roku device. And you get high-quality audio as well with that Alto soundbar, which you can buy separately to complete your entertainment system. The brand-new TCL Alto soundbar has been available for, I don't know, six or eight months or so. And you can find all of these things at any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. Just go stop in and see for yourself why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Jonathan here with the Score North Donald. We'll get you back to Mackie and Judd with Rami in just a second. And Lonely Picasso and his food spread for the Super Bowl will be coming up after this. But first, Kirk Cousins joined Good Morning Football this morning and talked about what the key was to Dalvin Cook's success this season. And he said, well, the key for Dalvin is staying healthy. You know, he uh, he's always played at a high level when he's been there. But this year he was healthy nearly the entire season. And so the chance for him to show what he could do over 16 games was really what separated him. And I think when he's healthy and when he's rolling, he's as good as anybody in the league running the football. And it made a big difference for me for our past game. You know, it took a lot of pressure off of the other parts of our offense when he could carry it the way he did. All right, Lonely Picasso, your time to shine. That's been the Score North Download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Lonely Picasso is actually, that's a pretty strong nickname. That's kind of a strong nickname, isn't it? Is it a nickname or a band name? Sounds, sounds like a band. Sounds like a band or a rapper. It? it sounds like an indie rock group. Yeah, it or does. Is, or is it an adult film move? <laughs> oh, man. Just had to go there, didn't you? I want the record Could to show see, that was film acting. See being any of those things. All right, do you want the drama first, or do you want the Super Bowl food spread first? Which one? Which one what do we want? Was drama. You the, want? the drama, well, just to set this up, Rami, Rami said the other day, and I think I agree with him, if Rami's ranking the things that he's been great at in his life, a long, flowing list, by the Thank way. Thank you. Thank you. It's a it's a scroll of things. Yes. Cooking is probably at the top of that list. I think you're right. I think you're, you're absolutely you're, right. You're creative. My cooking and my comedy. Outside of what I do for a profession, my cooking and my comedy are neck and neck as okay. far as what I'm most skilled at. And and your Super Bowl is also Super Bowl Sunday. It's certainly you... not relationships. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> 
Just a good segue. <laughs> so, so Rami not my thing. So Rami has his play card. Rami, yes. Rami is going to unveil his menu. This is this is a year's worth of thought and learning and tweaking. And Rami's going to give us his menu. But it sounds like well, I said yesterday on the show that last year the food spread got away from me. It was a little bit out of control. I'm gonna try to be a little bit more reserved this year. And I said it was it was my girlfriend's fault. And I I I stand by that. Look. In a relationship, there have to be checks and balances that go both ways, right? Like you both get out of control sometimes, and the other one has to rein you in and be like, hey, maybe we need to chill out a little bit. I I, I did not. She, she kept on adding things and adding things and adding things to the spread last year, and I never, I never checked it. I never, I never, I never. Pumped the brakes. I never slowed her down or tried to rein her in. So I guess I shared some of the blame for not serving my role in the delicate balance of a relationship. But I wasn't the one who kept adding things I love how Rami's to the spread. I- Rami's idea of a delicate balance to a relationship is just make sure you check your gal. Okay. <laughs> no, you have to check each other. I said each other. I'm not here to be anybody's boss, or, but both anybody can get out of control. And I think what's good about being a relationship is the balance and the ability to rein each other. Now, I get out of control probably more often than she does, and she has to pump my brakes more often than I have to pump hers. I will admit that. It's too late, man. But this particular Super Bowl, it's too late. things got out of control. And I said that on the air, and she's not pleased. She tweeted, at Score North. And at, she tweets. At John Harrison 90. I am not cooking bleep this year. <laughs> Robbie is tweeting, begged me to stay in town for the Super Bowl for the entire month of January and threw me under the bus. Yep. Just like he let me slip and fall in front of an exercise class. <laughs> <laughs> fall under his car, etc. Did you guys ever hear the story I, about well, how she fell under my car? I'm going to defend you on this one because okay. this was during... Where you were calling in to write that air. down. Yeah, I was on the air yeah, to write yeah, that yeah, down. Yeah, listen, that, that's our most important segment, okay? <laughs> oh listen. So she wasn't being careful enough? Is that the problem? I'm glad somebody here has my Is that back. what we're saying? Yes. Yes. Then she tweeted for Ask MJR. What is everyone else up to for the Super Bowl? Because Robbie is tweeting, we'll be enjoying his spread, cold and lonely. Thanks, boys. And there was another tweet, too. I'm trying to find it now. Jonathan, do you have the other tweet that she sent by any chance? Uh, one second. There was one more. That oh, was... it, ask MJR, should I take the pot roast I made today oh, over the is. neighbors yeah. in the apartment building that Rami avoids at all costs? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. She said, also, that Super Bowl spread from last year. I wanted to invite the friends I made in this new apartment at the time over for... The Super Bowl spread, and I was not having that. These people are strangers, and especially at that time, they were strangers. I was not inviting a bunch of strangers into my apartment to eat my food I'm and watch mommy. my TV. That yeah. was just not happening. I'm, I'm this part mommy. I agree with you on. Thank yeah. you. I'm not inviting strangers Thank into you. my So it my sounds home. like the temperature in yep. the Makloff abode oh, is boy. very Everything frigid going into Super Bowl you, Sunday. <laughs> so so whether, he, whether Picasso is going to be lonely on Sunday or we'll have... Uh, is it, would it be Picasita by his side? <laughs> oh, that's, so, that's only going to go wrong. Like I've that. said I'm I'm making the game plan this year. I'm I'm taking the playbook. You're not helping, and I'm making right the game. I'm I have to. You're not helping. Yourself I have right to. Now. You're basically saying she didn't know what she was doing for the purpose so of control. budget, for the purpose of food waste, for the purpose of overworking and not enjoying the game. I feel like somebody has to take control here. And here it is. 
So I mentioned yesterday, pregame, first quarter, that's like the cold appetizer stage, right? A few dips, a few chips, a few dipping instruments. So here are the details. Yeah, just get the get the jaws moving. Just mm-hmm. get the jaws moving, the, the blood flowing through your cheeks. The dipping instruments, chips, crackers, and a crudite, like some Ritz crackers and some chopped up veggies. The dips, I said three, I've increased it to four. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to move on this a little bit. Got salsa, guacamole, ranch dip, and either hummus or like a Mexican corn dip. You guys ever had a lote Mexican street corn? My girlfriend makes it into a dip, and it is amazing. You do a great job with that, baby. Keep it up. I'm glad she's allowed to do something here. So Nice I'm, of you. I'm between... Don't, hum- don't read her latest tweet. <laughs> don't oh, no. do it. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm returning to my Twitter. What did I do? Let's just say that... Uh, you, didn't, you didn't help yourself in the last... Ten minutes. Let's just say that well, it travels I down the Lone Picasso path. We are going down earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Rami won't be getting any late night exercise this weekend. Wow, she really tweeted that, huh? Find her tweet at Casey Wallach. Um, and then a little charcut, a little charcuterie, a little you know sausage, cheese to put on the crackers. I think that's I think that's a nice little way to start, right? I, I got to go back to the guacamole. You got to be careful yeah. about the timing there. I feel like because if you leave the guacamole out and uncovered for about two hours or more, it gets a little brown on Here's the top. The I have a tip for you, and all the Mac, Mac and Judd with Rami listeners: just a dash of white vinegar. A dash of white vinegar is going to keep your guacamole bright and green. And stir it in. Stir it in. Okay. Yep. Mix that in. Not enough to like alter the taste. Just literally, like, just a dash. Okay. Just a dash of white vinegar is going to keep your guacamole green and vibrant. Warm appetizers. Now we're talking about, like, second quarter-ish, end of the first quarter, start of the second quarter. Got some cocktail barbecue meatballs. Chorizo queso dip. And I was thinking just wings or popcorn chicken. Then I talked to Ben Heisler of awfulannouncing.com today on Score North Live. Weekdays, noon to two, scorenorth.com, scorenorth app. And he mentioned something about, like, he was thinking about doing a a buffalo chicken bake. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've, I've definitely partaken. And right after he said that, I came across a tweet, a promoted tweet, but a tweet nonetheless from Frank's Red Hot Sauce about just, just that thing. So it's chicken, celery, blue cheese. You mix that all up. You or, put it, or not even the celery. You put it inside those uh, croissant rolls that you get in the can at the grocery store. Roll that up. Brush some Frank's Red yeah, Hot. There you go on the croissant yes. roll. So I think I think that's the third item that's going to be in the warm appetizer this is next stage. Level. I mean, this is everything about this segment right now is next level. Thank you. This is like when I was watching Kobe's sixty point game the other night. They reran that on ESPN. This is the last two minutes of Kobe's Football. sixty point game. I think this is a fair comparison. Then, at my lovely lady's request, the main event, the main course, will be a taco bar. Taco bar made from. The last few weeks, Cub Foods has had some ridiculous deals on steaks, like post-New Year's steaks, where they just got to get rid of all these prime ribs and stuff that they didn't sell for New Year's. So I got prime ribs. I got New York strips. I'm going to go down to the courtyard, throw those on the grill, grill them up really nice, and we're going to have a steak taco bar Football. as the main event. Right around halftime, third quarter, and then just, just box brownies for dessert. This guy right Girardelli here. Girardelli box brownies for dessert. Rami Makhlouf, Thank everybody. You. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the it. The Picasso I'll, of Super Bowl food spreads. I'm not actually doing it, but we're on the radio, so you might yeah, I feel like I'm the only one in the room that appreciates You're in so the much menu trouble. that you just threw out to the audience. You're just in so much it's trouble. quite a lot of food for yourself. 
You are in so much trouble right now. I told you, Declan's coming over. My one friend in Minnesota is coming over. It's uh, let's just say you'll probably want to start uh, an eHarmony or Tinder account because it Wait, sounds your like your relationship's here? over. I got a buddy, a comedian who I knew in Milwaukee who moved out oh, here before. Okay, okay. Right. Rami has well, friends here. I have a, a friend, uh, Pat, Patrick Ricey, What is your what is your go to Super Bowl Sunday food uh-huh. item? You know, whatever's what? in the house. That's pizza, probably, if I, if I remember to call early enough. But uh, not, 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 nothing special. But I tell you one thing. Here's my problem. I, I don't eat steak tacos because I'm all, I'm strictly a hard shell guy, and you can't eat steak unless you grind it up in uh, in a taco, in a hard shell taco. you got to roll them up in those tortillas or whatever the hell they are. You thinly, slice it, you thinly slice it against uh, across the grain, Pat, is how you uh, put steak in a taco. You don't chop it up. Don't you chop it up. Else? Thinly slice don't it across the grain. You can do it. Instead of cook up all that beach yourself and make your own tacos, you can go to the taco truck and have them give yourself. That's, uh, that's, that's another way. To do it. Football. <laughs> I enjoy cooking. We got a place in the fort called the Chronic Chronic Tacos. It's pretty dang good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, they're just like like weed tacos or what? Like what? Is it the Chronic? I, I don't know the name of it. Chronic, I guess they're chronically in the tacos. I, I don't <laughs> I know what so. the name. I don't know why the name is chronic, but it's pretty dang good. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Anywho, anywho. So I got a question. Big Ten basketball is like rated off the charts, right? They're so much better than everybody. They're right now projecting ten Big Ten teams in the tournament. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Every time I watch a game, it stinks. Michigan State's okay, but every game is like 60 to 56. Yeah, I go for game last night. was rough. It's brutal. They played the best defense. Illinois shot 35% yeah. won the game. It's unbelievable. It's, it's terrible. I think college basketball is worse than the NBA right now. And the NBA is driving me crazy with all the threes. But God almighty, it's just this grinded out crap all over the bunch of stiff shooting threes and can't make a shot. And, the, and, and, and in a year in which the they might, like you said, send 10 teams to the NCAA tournament, and the Gophers have one of the, maybe one of the three best players in the conference, you could argue, and the Gophers would be on the outside looking in on that 10 right They got now, no right? bench, though, man. Oh, do they have no bench? They are, uh, but I think, are they now number one in strictest schedule? Something like, I think they're like, they're pretty high up. Staying there at the top in strictest schedule because they did play the tough non conference schedule. But, well, if Carr's good, they, they're good. If he's not, yep. if he's, when he's bad, they're terrible. Because, uh, you know, then if they don't have to really uh, hound him, then they can guard these other guys. And Kalsher's in. He's in the tank again. So uh, Yeah, what's happened to Kalsher, Pat? Kalsher, I thought, was going to come around. And I, I know it's tougher, but I thought he was going to be pretty good. And, man. I think last, I think last year, though, he was like option four, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, they, didn't, they didn't have to. Now they, you know, okay, these guys need a three. We're going to go with Kelsher because he's going to try to shoot it, but he's not He's not doing anything. Although I had a good basketball guy tell me that uh, that he expected a drop-off with him because people pay more attention to him this year and, they, and that he's not an ultra. You know, he's a big, strong, he's kind of a strong shooter type of guy, but he's not a, not a real gifted basketball player. He didn't think that he, he expected a drop-off, but I, I didn't. I thought he'd get better as a sub. 
I feel like I, so. This is Richard Pitino's sixth season as, as the coach, and I feel like we don't yet know. Actually, it's his seventh season, 2013. Four, it's his seventh season, and I still don't know if we know what what he what he's capable of or what the team. I mean, they've had they've had two tournament seasons that were very nice. They've had a couple disaster train wreck seasons that are among the worst in team history. So, I mean, have you kind of have you figured out who he is as a coach yet and what this program is? Not, not really. I ha- I am surprised uh, that, not, and I know basketball players go all over the country. And I'm not talking about the Jones brothers and and hurt and those guys not staying home, but I am surprised he hasn't done better in Minnesota. I don't I don't know why. You know, McKinley Wright. Uh, well, I guess he took Isaiah Washington instead of him. But but the, that second tier Minnesota player, which by the way is in the last 10 years is better than the first-tier Minnesota player. Historically, there's many more of them. Why he's not getting them, I have no idea. I I, I don't know. And I think think right now, if you can get some guys to stay at home, it's easier to be a Minnesota basketball coach than it's ever been because there's players. There's players. Ten, you know, ten miles away from the front door, but they uh, aren't coming here. I, I don't know what it is. You know who stinks now, Patrick? Wisconsin. Man, they got some problems. Oh, terrible. Well, if Kobe King left. He's, he he took the Madison paper and basically said he's been frustrated with guards since the day he got there. And here's the other thing: he's from Lacrosse Central, and there are two of their. They supposedly had a real good good recruiting class coming in. Two of them are seniors, twins, the Davis twins at uh, Lacrosse Central, and they say, "Well, they're still solidly going to Wisconsin, but uh, they're Kobe King's big buddies." So uh, you know, it's it's coming on glued. And Alvarez would not speak about it. I was just reading the Madison paper, and he would not he would not express an opinion on Kobe King leaving. So uh, I, I think Gar- he didn't want guard in the first place. I wouldn't be surprised if they run him out. Although they did give him a new year. Pat, other than uh, other than not cooking, do you have any rooting interest in the Super Bowl on Sunday? Do you care who yeah. wins this thing? Yes, yes, I very much want the Chiefs to win. I, I love Andy Reid just because I think he's you know he's a mad genius on the sidelines, and for being as good a coach as he's been, he he's had some of the worst losses of all time, and uh, he's taken all for a guy who's what now like fifth most wins ever. He's taken a whole lot of crap in his day. And uh, I'd like to see him win. And Pat Mahomes, I, you know what? I like. I want Pat Mahomes to win the Super Bowl, not that stubble bump Garoppolo. You know, <laughs> come on. Let's, you know, let's, you know, if, if quarterbacks are as important as they say they are, Garoppolo shouldn't win a, what shouldn't win a Super Bowl. He's about this much better than Trent Dilfer. About you know, two notches better than Trent Dilfer. I I don't want him to win the Super Bowl. I want a real quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Hey, how much how, how much did you get to know when when he was pitching for the Twins? Pat Mahomes' dad, Pat Mahomes Senior. Pretty well, yeah, pretty good, yeah, quite a bit. He was, uh, you know, he, he need. I think he if he would admit it, he never reached his potential. He uh, he had distractions. <laughs> he he missed curfew once in a while, I think, and uh, he was uh, you know a good guy. But uh, he was in the Twins' rotation at 20, 20 I yeah. think. I think Kelly put him in the rotation at 20, and they thought he was going to be a phenom. And 
God, he's lucky he made it past about 23. Remember, and you, you guys might not remember, he rolled the, he rolled the car on uh, Hennepin Avenue Bridge at 3 o'clock in the morning one night and uh, walked away from it, but uh, probably shouldn't have. The car got all banged up, and uh, I'm not sure what time of morning it was, but uh, and he was... Uh, he never uh, reached, you know, got to be as good. He, he got a career out of it, but he never made a whole lot of money, and he didn't do, didn't do that much. And he, uh, I did a piece on him. He was pitching for uh, Sioux Falls, I think, in the in the Northern League. There, he was trying to be pitching the independent ball, and he, he still looked better than he was. You know, he was a he was maybe a better high school athlete than Patrick. He was a Fantastic basketball player. He could have gone to Arkansas and played with Todd Day and uh, Otis uh, and uh, Lee Mayberry and uh, Big O Oliver Miller. He, could, he, he was going to Arkansas to play with that team, and then he uh, signed with the Twins. Six round draft choice. He didn't get that much money, like forty five thousand or something like that. Yeah. Well, Pat, enjoy, enjoy enjoy scrounging up whatever food you can find around the house and being indifferent I'll, about Super Bowl spreads. I'll be able I'll be able to watch it with my wife. Will say, "Oh, is the Super Bowl on today?" <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I always said she wouldn't watch it if it was played in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no interest in football whatsoever. I used to watch it with Perky up here at the uh, at the you know at the bar up at the pool, but uh, he's not here anymore, so I don't have anybody to watch it with. Oh. Just watch it at home. Watch it alone. All right, guys. All right, see you, Pat. Have a good Super Bowl. Bro. All right, that is Patrick Royce, columnist, Star Tribune. You can also find Pat's podcast, Royce Unchained, on scorenorth.com and the Scornorth app, and Royce on Baseball, part of the Scornorth Twin Show. Did I just see uh, what Twitter you, did, what you getting, saw on Twitter here? Twitter is getting aggressive. Rami, are you, is, is, your, relationship, is your relationship ending on Twitter right now? Do you want to talk about the contents of your closet or below your bed, by the way? I'm really concerned about that. What was the thing about the blow-up doll that I just saw? No, you saw that, right? That's what I was. That's why I was wondering if we could get an explanation. I don't know what it was in response to, but one of her many very mean tweets that she said oh, over, she is, over the course of this. She's pummeling you I, right now. I tweeted a gif of Ted from the, you know, the, the bear from the movie Ted, the stuffed animal. Great movie. Just saying, wow. And she tweeted, that looks like your blow-up doll. <laughs> Wow, so that's a nervous laugh if I've ever heard one. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous about going home right now. Is what I'm nervous about, and whether why, it's still happening. why the house going to be empty? Why you're nervous or burnt down? It sounds like it's going to be empty. Sounds like you're going to watch Super Bowl in peace, just like yeah, you wanted to. It'd be a lot of food for you to make. And I think she's football. mad. I think she's mad. She's not getting hanky pankies in one of the appetizers. She said, "I'm going home for a good appetizer, hanky pankies." Wait, I thought you were making hanky pankies. No, it's, it didn't. End up, it didn't make the final cut. Wait, it, yet, didn't, it didn't make the 15 scripted plays here. Wait, okay. yesterday you were talking about hanky pankies. I said they, they were on. La- they were on last year's. Spread. Oh, I thought you said and they, they were, were very good. But we can't. We can't recreate the entire spread. It was too much, man. Well, why don't you it was take too much one money? Put hanky pankies on so she's happy. It was too much work. Salvage your relationship. It's just a lot. Yeah, just take one thing off and put. What am I going to take off? It's all so perfectly executed. Take one thing you want off the list and put something no, there she wants on the list. I told you. She, her, Did Jonathan and I have to do all the work? The tacos were her idea. Apparently. The meatballs, she wants the meatballs. The okay. chorizo queso dip, she the loves. Yeah, the chorizo, the chorizo queso dip is the leader in the clubhouse for thing that will keep me in the bathroom for seven hours the next well, day. And you she's also huge, said she loves, which means she didn't ask for it, so just take those off and put the hanky She's a huge on. fan of charcuterie. She's a huge fan of Mexican I like how you're dip. telling us what she's a this fan is, of. This is, these, these are she, all, she, all she, her favorites. I made this playbook with her in mind. 
fine. This is designed around her strengths. You know, right, well, we will, we will put a bow on Rami's relationship on Monday's show here on You're the Rams and last Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll play the dating game on Monday. <laughs> this holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.